This podcast was made possible thanks to Drama Victoria. Don't forget, the Drama Victoria State Conference is happening December 2019. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we're speaking to Dr Amanda Mays, who works at Purdue University, about her new research into theatre and its impact on both empathy and information retention. Amanda has generously given us her time to discuss theatre and its impact. So without any further ado, I bring you a conversation with Amanda Mays from Purdue University. Uh, Let's uh, welcome to the podcast Amanda Mays. Good to be here. Oh, thank you for giving us your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, Your research is fantastic. Uh, And could you just tell us a little bit about your work in drama and theatre research? Sure. Most recently, my work has focused on what I've been calling the magic of theater. And it interests me because of my personal experiences. I've been a visual arts educator for over a decade at both the K-12 level and at the college level. And I also grew up really heavily involved in music programming, theater, and the visual arts. So I've had the chance to personally witness the positive benefits of arts involvement, both for myself and for literally hundreds of students at this point in my career. As it relates to theater specifically, I reflected on my own experiences growing up both watching and participating in plays and being completely immersed into this other world that theater opens up for us. I love live theater, and I personally believe that there is magic there. So my research is about investigating that magic. I'm trying to determine what the measurable benefits of live theater are, and functionally, how can we prove it? So in my most recently published works, I've primarily been looking at the academic or learning outcomes of theater involvement for both college and elementary age students. With the college students, we found that a live performance of Judgment at Nuremberg presented them with more information, it conveyed stronger emotions, and it also helped them retain more information than what they would otherwise learn in their textbook or in-class lectures and discussions. I've also recently authored a study with elementary school students that involved a media company called The Story Pirates. They perform sketch comedy shows based on stories written by children. And what we did with that group is collect writing samples from a third grade class both before and after the Story Pirates program and compare them. What we found is that the percentage of students who were incorporating key elements of a story, including things like setting, main characters, secondary characters and motives, increased substantially after their participation in the Story Pirates program. Amazing. That must feel pretty good. Yes. So your latest research shows a link between theater attendance and information retention. Um, You've told us a little bit about that. Do you want to uh, add anything about empathy in regards to that work? Um, Yes, I can talk about a little about empathy and then go a little bit further on information retention. So as I mentioned, Judgment at Nuremberg was the performance that those students attended, and they were part of a section of history of the modern world. So World War II was something that easily fit into the curriculum and that we knew they were going to be learning about. So what we wanted to understand then was what they would gain from the performance that they weren't going to get functionally in class, in their discussions, in their lectures, or from their textbook. And in the case of a few students, they were also familiar with the film of the same titles. One of the key takeaways we have from that study is that 81% of students believed that the live performance 
helped them retain information about the trials more efficiently than any of the traditional learning methods that college students are accustomed to. We believe that the emotions that the actors were able to portray on stage, as well as the close physical connection that the students felt with the actors contributed to that information retention. But obviously that's something we need to study further to determine exactly what it is about a live performance that helps students learn. In terms of empathy development, we're really still at the beginning stages on the research of this as well. One of the common things we heard from students and actually every single one of them that attended the performance talked about the live performance offering them a different or a new perspective or a way to look at the world. And one of the things they commonly expressed was that they thought about the German people differently than they did just reading about it in their textbook. Amazing. Great. And is there anything else that the research shows at this stage? Yes, so building on what I talked about earlier with the story pirates, that one was kind of digging in and looking at potential writing benefits that students would gain. That was a single one hour program that the story pirates did with the kids and they had statistically significant gains across the board in their writing abilities. So not only did they improve in the basic components of a good story that I mentioned, but they also made improvements in the narrative style of their writing and the logical progression of their stories the originality and creativity and problem solving that they used, as well as the self-expressive nature of what they were writing. And then I've also started to explore reading skills and how theater can play a role in improving that. I recently led a nationwide study that is yet to be published on a performance of the children's book, My Father's Dragon, that was done by the Enchantment Theater Company. We had 98 schools across the US participate with a total of just short of 6,600 elementary school students in that study. And we assessed them on their understanding of the text, looking to see if the performance would impact their comprehension, vocabulary, and literacy skills associated with that story. What we found is that if they attended the performance, they exhibited statistically significant gains in both their comprehension and vocabulary skills. And what was even more exciting for us is that those effects persisted after we adjusted for both grade level and the community socioeconomic status. And for me as a researcher, that is really great news because we have growing socioeconomic inequality in the US. And there is a lot of value in interventions that theater may be able to offer that effectively reach students in disadvantaged communities. That's great news. So what's stopping schools taking on this advice about theater as pedagogy? I know for schools in the US and I suspect globally, they suffer from a lack of appropriate resources on a lot of different uh, levels. They aren't well funded. They tend to be short staffed. And specifically here in the US, teachers and administrators are under tremendous pressure to ensure that their students are performing well on standardized testing. So lots of other things, unfortunately, if you're not teaching to the test, get pushed to the wayside. We have yet to be able to make causal claims about the ability of any of the arts to directly impact standardized test scores. You see a lot of correlational studies, but nothing really drilling down to that level of causality. And as a result, access to arts education in our schools has been steadily increasing functionally since the 1980s. So my hope is that this research will help build a case for the arts and reverse that kind of trend, and it will help schools be able to incorporate theater more in the future. Yeah, so in the meantime, what can teachers do to capitalize on your research? I think incorporating theater as much as possible within the constraints of what they have to accomplish in the school day. 
So you have groups like the Story Pirates that tour all over the world that you can bring in and run programming in your schools. Now that is not the most cost-effective way to do it for sure, but there are also local acting companies in a lot of communities that would be thrilled to partner with nearby schools. Along those same lines, if teachers investigate what resources exist in their local communities and work as hard as possible to make theater accessible to students and their families, I think that's a way to, to capitalize on potential benefits. And then teachers can also use drama techniques within their classrooms to teach subjects like writing or incorporating things like reader's theater into the curriculum and considering students write and perform their own plays that can really be about any variety of subject matters. Great. Is that Reader's Theatre is in process drama and teacher in role or is Reader's Theatre different? Um, Reader's Theatre, at least um, here, I'm not sure that how it applies everywhere functionally, is, is having students write on their own and perform. It's also sometimes used if you're having students and perform that they have not written. I've seen it done both ways here. Magic. Uh, what are you looking into next? Although you've talked a little bit about that or, or where to from here? There are so many things right now that don't understand about benefits of live performances that I think the sky really limit in terms of research potential. For now, my next area of focus, I'm developing a study with Dr. Amy David in the Craner School of Management here at Purdue, and we're interested in investigating the role that theater can play in the teaching of business ethics. And kind of as a side note, we have a study currently out for review on just that topic, where we used a performance Frankenstein to have students think about business ethics and we had great results. I will always be interested in learning more about the academic benefits of involvement in the arts and in the future I would love to work with researchers in the neurohumanities to try and understand the actual neurological changes that happen when we're immersed in a live performance. Um, sensational. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time today. That was a, a great dive into what you've been doing and, and where we're going to go from here. Thank you so much for your time, Amanda Mays. Thank you. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. A big thank you to Dr. Amanda Mays for giving us her time all the way from Purdue University in Indiana. It's great to get some international guests here on the podcast. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to look through over 200 of them to find one that piques your interest. If you would like to ask us a question or you have some feedback for us, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We now have over 25,000 listens to this podcast, so thank you to all the people out there who are sharing the Aside podcast and finding some joy in it. We really appreciate your comments and your feedback. It really helps us to know that we are making some kind of difference, so thank you very much. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. And of course, thank you for listening.